Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today is December 26th, a really special day, uh, the day after Christmas, and we are reading Revelation 1, 4 through 7. And here with me is the one and only Ashley Lawrence. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Ashley, I'm so glad you're here. You serve on the porch team and in a, a unique equipping capacity, if I I'm do. not mistaken. And uh, you are a watermark young adult. But I've actually gone out of order. And I was supposed to make an announcement, so I'm going to do that now. Thank you for your patience, friends listening. Don't edit this out, Hannah. We're, we're keeping it in, okay? <laughs> it is that time of year. Hey, it's the day after Christmas. Everybody's in a good mood. We're going we're gonna to try to go no edits on this episode. Absolutely. So it's the day after Christmas. You just got that Christmas money. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And you have the choice, Ashley. You could spend this money on tickets to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Or you could buy a new Join the Journey guided journal. Which are you going to pay? I think if the guided journal is that expensive, <laughs> I feel like I have to buy that. <laughs> well, I feel great, like I must say that. Great news. It's significantly <laughs> less expensive. Hey, in, in all seriousness, we have released a new guided journal for 2024 with additional resources aimed to help you further your study and dig into God's Word regularly. And so we will put those links. We've got journals for both adults and kids in the episode description. Significantly cheaper than Eras Tour tickets. You're welcome. Inflation has hit us hard. Hard, but not that hard. Uh, and Ashley, today is also December 26th. It's another special day it because is. it's my half birthday. Wow. I know. Should we? I feel like we need confetti poppers. No, it's just the half birthday. We don't need okay. to go all out. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm that much closer to 30. <laughs> Which you hate to see it. I want to say congratulations. You you know, anyone listening who's over 30 is like, you're fine. <laughs> Wait till you get halfway to 50 or something. But hey, all that said, Ashley, who are you? Would you tell us, just share a little bit about what God's done in your life. Mm -hmm. Look, Hannah's in the studio laughing at how wheels off this is, but it's the day after Christmas and we're- We're unhinged. No one knows what We're merry and unhinged. Yes. How many people are listening to Join the Journey the day after Christmas? I'm going to- Not that many. At least one. At least one. It'll be Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what has God done in your life and what are you up to today? Yeah. So this past year, I actually had the privilege of going through our Regen program, which was awesome and so hard at the same time. And I think that God has just shown me what control looks like in my life and how not in control I am. Um, and what it looks like to fully depend on him, which is really hard, but also really sweet because you learn what trust is like and what it looks like to fully depend on him. But fast forward to today, I never thought that I would live in Texas. Fun fact, I am not from here. No, I am originally from Virginia. I am a beach kid at heart. If you put me in the sand, I'm happy. Virginia. And now I am landlocked in this concrete city. Of Dallas, Texas. Of Dallas, Texas. But I love these people, so I stayed. And so, um, yeah, like you said, I get to serve at the porch as an equipping leader, which is so fun. Um, Get to just equip our porch leaders on just different testimonies that are going to come into the porch and what that looks like. Um, But next year, I'm so excited, I get to take over Roundabout with my good friend Reese. And so we are going to lead together and just kind of equip new porch leaders coming into the ministry and excited for that. I'm I'm pumped for you. Reese is a good friend as well, and he's been on Join the Journey a few times before. So it's oh, pretty what a guy. Pretty exciting. What a guy. And uh, Ashley, I'm gonna let you take it away. 
Okay. I'm going to eat this Twizzler here, as you should. A question for you. Do you use yeah. Twizzlers like a straw? No, Have I use ever? Sour Punch straws like a, like a straw with Sprite. Oh, Ooh. the high school kids listening, you've got to try it. Mm. The blue Sour Punch straw in a can of Sprite. I love that. At your little brother's baseball game when you're being forced to attend. will really just take you to magical places. Sounds so specific. Uh-huh. <laughs> but enough of my childhood uh-huh. trauma. Yes. Revelation 1, 4 through 7. Let's get what into it. What you got it. for us? Let's get into it. Um, all right. So I'll read it first, and then we can kind of jump into just some observations that I made. So, Sounds good. Revelation 1, 4 through 7. Greeting to the seven churches. So verse 4. John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. So that's a lot. It's it is a lot. It's packed with just some really good stuff. But I would say that the overall themes for this chapter and really like the whole book of Revelation is that we can have hope and that Jesus is coming back. So when I was reading this, um, talked to another guy on staff, Bobby Crotty, probably our resident Revelation expert. Honestly, he said that kind of a helpful helpful intro to this book is John one one through eighteen and specifically verse 14, which says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So as we walk through this passage, we're going to look what it means for the word to become flesh and dwell among us. And so let's just go to the first line. It says, John to the seven churches that are in Asia. And so John opens this passage by addressing these seven churches, which are modern-day Turkey. And so if you read down a little bit in verse 11, John lists these seven churches in order. And so when I was talking with Bobby, he says that they list them this way because this is the postal route that this letter oh, is wow. going to take. And so it's making this letter spread wider and faster due to the route that it's going to take. And so that's why he writes it to them. Um, next verse, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who who is to come. So what that looks like is it's kind of our first glimpse at the themes of he's coming back and that we have hope. So we know we see in this passage that um, he is eternal. He is outside of time and through Christ, like Jesus is going to come back and rescue us. Next verse, it kind of cuts off in the middle, but it says, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. So Revelation can sometimes have like these references or imagery that's kind of hard to wrap our minds around. And one of them being here where it says seven spirits. Yeah, we're like, what is that? Yes, what truly. That Honestly, I, when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, of course I would get this passage. <laughs> <laughs> just but for you, Ashley. Just for You're me. welcome. <laughs> so um, the book of Revelation actually presents the Holy Spirit as one person, but also appearing as seven spirits. So we see this throughout Revelation in chapter 1, verse 4, chapter 3, verse 1, chapter 4, verse 5, and Ephesians 4, verse 4. Um, and so without going into too much detail in here, because I could talk for a long time, but we only have a limited amount of time. But it's true. Um, basically, the Holy Spirit is represented as seven spirits. And we know that seven is a holy number to God, which represents perfection. And so I wouldn't dive too deep, too much deeper on that, but just understand that that's where that is coming from. So as we keep reading on, 
It says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. So Jesus is called so many different terms in this, so many awesome names, but I really want to camp out on the word witness. And so the role of witness is really central to the church's calling amid suffering. And so we see Christ as a faithful witness, even to the point of death. We see this in each of the Gospels in Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and John 18, if you want to read those. But John comforts the readers who are under persecution in these churches with the truth that Jesus has triumphed over sin and death and that he is sovereign over earthly powers. And so for us today, we are called to be faithful witnesses and share the gospel with the time that we have on earth because we have hope that he's going to come back for us. Okay, so at this point, we are on verse 5, kind of halfway through. 5b. 5b. To him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Honestly, we could just stop it there and that would be so fun. Yeah. But we have hope because Christ has come and set us free through his bloodshed. And so really that's like the whole point of the gospel is that if we believe that he has died for us and put our trust in him, like that's just such a a hope-giving passage. And so the fact that he desires for us to be in heaven with him again one day gives us hope that this earth is not as good as it gets. Now, before I read kind of the last verse, I want to stop and think about Advent this season because I know that's kind of like the study that we're in. Yeah. So Advent is like this period of preparation for the church to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And so as I was thinking through what Advent means to me, I automatically think of like one of my favorite Christmas songs. And yes, I am already listening to Christmas music. I know it's a hot take. November 1st, I turned it on. But this comes out December 26th. Yes. At the time of recording. At the time of recording, people are still hopefully listening to Christmas music. And so today's date is actually November 16th. (laughs) Secrets out. We record these ahead of time. Oops. Especially around the holidays. (laughs) We have to get ahead of it, okay? Um, Ashley has been listening to Christmas music for months. Yes. Better yet. Multiple months. Ashley. Yes. On December 26th, the day after Christmas, yes. does the Christmas music shut off or do you keep it going? I keep it going. So luckily for me, my birthday is like a month after Christmas. And because I love it so much, I listen to it up until my birthday, which I know is a very, very hot take because that's a full month. But wow, I just love Christmas music. It's so happy. It's so like life-giving to me. And I keep my tree up as well. So that's I'm just preparing to be you. shamed. But that's okay. Hey, send your so, hate mail to a Lawrence at watermark.org. <laughs> uh, we're in verse, verse six. Yes, we're, jump, st- jump back in we're still in verse six. Hopefully you guys are still tracking with us. But one of my favorite Christmas songs is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it's kind of this beautiful anticipation that they're waiting for the coming king. And so what we see in the first coming of Jesus is that he came as a baby, born of a virgin, walking the earth among his people. That's where that John 1 passage comes in. And until the appointed time of his crucifixion, he's overcoming sin and death, and he's releasing us from the bondage if we declare him as, as Lord. And so let's jump back in and read verse 7. It says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. So he comes first as a baby, but he's coming back on the clouds as a conquering king for his bride. And so going back to the theme of this passage and really kind of the whole book, we know that Jesus is coming back for us and we have hope because we know that he loves us. So while we're in this Advent season, how beautiful it is to get to celebrate what Christ did for us when he came to earth to set us free so that one day we as his bride can be reunited with him. Ashley, a beautiful, beautiful teaching from Revelation 1, 4 through 7. Love it. Thanks for walking us through verse by verse. I appreciate the thoroughness. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I love it. Thank you for being here as well. Oh, on November 16th. On November 16th slash December 26th. Slash December my half 26th. birthday. And the day after Christmas. <laughs> and the best day to listen to the Join the Journey podcast because we don't edit. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and as always, Absolutely. I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.